Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Iconic R&B group En Vogue electrifies the Birchmere tonight in Alexandria, Virginia. I spoke with the trio about the group's biggest hits from Free Your Mind to Don't Let Go. We're here with all three members of En Vogue. Hey, thanks so much, all three of you, for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. This is Terry Ellis. And this is Cindy Heron. And this is Rona Bennett. And we're catching up with all of you en route to the airport uh, at, yeah. at the early crack of dawn for you. <laughs> it's like five in the morning. For you. I appreciate you, you joining us. Um, so how exciting uh, are you Are you to play the Birchmere? Is that is that where you're hopping on board to, to fly? Are you flying into D.C. today? Is that what's going on? Yep. Yeah. We're really excited. Um, we love the Birchmere. Um, you know, it's we always have fun because the, the audience is intimate. And so, you know, it gives us an opportunity to connect on a, you know, in a different way. Oh yeah. It's a, it's not only is it historic where everybody under the sun has right. played that place before, it's, but yeah, it's, you're, you're right up. It's, it's intimate. It's a, it's a great, there's not a bad seat in the house really. Where, right. where does this, where does it's this fall for you guys? Um, you know, how, how have you spent the past like year and a half? Cause it's been, everyone's been sidelined and you know, how exciting is it to, to finally get back out there and play some live shows again? It's very exciting. And yeah, for, for most of the last year and a half, we all were at home just waiting out you know, the pandemic and the lockdowns. And starting April this year, 2021, we started getting back out little by little and doing shows. So it looks like we're in full swing again. Now, whenever I have a, you know, a band or a group of your stature on here, um, I I love to find out sort of like the origin story. So I knew you were formed in Oakland in like 1989, but how did, how did you all actually meet? Like, what was that meetup story? I'm sure you've told it a million times, but let's hear it. (laughs) Um, Well, this is Cindy speaking. Terry and I initially met before 1989 through a mutual friend. I went to... Richmond, California, which is where the audition was. And Terry flew in from Texas for the audition. You grew up in like, in California, like San Fran, but yeah. Terry, Terry, you're, you're actually from Texas. So what, what brought you all the way to California? Like how, how did you decide to head out there? Oh, it was the group. It was to audition for in Vogue. I was actually in a band when Carl Lewis, you know, was, um, endeavoring his singing career. Uh, the band that I was singing with locally in Houston, uh, was his band. And I was one of the members. And, um, like Cindy said, a mutual friend of ours knew one of the guys that was in the band that I was in. And he asked him if he knew any girls that could sing because he was telling him about an audition for producers Denzel Foster and Thomas McElroy, who were producers for Club Nouveau, was holding auditions for a girl group. 
And so my friend said, yeah, I know a girl. She, she's in my band. And, uh, you know, that's when I met Cindy. And then I flew out to California to audition for the group. Well, that's wild. You, you said Carl Lewis. Are we talking about, you know, Olympian hero <laughs> Carl Lewis? He was trying to yeah. do a singing career. A lot of people forget yeah. that. Like in the, what, mid to late 80s, he tried, he tried to do the singing thing. But uh, <laughs> sure that's, a good, that's a good tie-in. <laughs> With the Olympics just happened. That's a good tie-in. Wow. So, I know, right? <laughs> So the Olympics not only brings the world together, it brings in Vogue together. There you go. Who knew? Hey, no. I love it. All right. Well, uh, take me back to that very first album because, I, I mean, it was it was pretty much a, a hit right off the bat. Um, take me into recording your first hit, Hold On, in 1990. What was it like putting that one together? Uh, okay. This is Terry speaking. It was amazing. Uh, the creative process is always so much fun. But to make a long story short, the producers came up with this idea to do um, the acapella uh, at the beginning of the song. And when we gave the song to the record company, they didn't like it. They wanted to trash the acapella. Oh, wow. How they? They didn't like the acapella because it had never been done before, so they didn't think it would work. Yeah, they actually didn't even think it was a radio single. So uh, radio got a hold of the song and started playing it. And then uh, once the Bay Area started playing it, all the radio stations caught on to it because people started calling into the radio station asking, what is that? What is that? And then it just took off like lightning. You were ahead of the game. They said the acapella is never going to work. And then you guys do it. And then, you know, I guess Boys to Men does it after you. I mean, every, I mean, you were, you, you were, you, you saw the future. They, they just had to catch up to you. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, that was obviously the Born to Sing album. So you're now you're on the map. Everybody knows you. Um, and then the next album, Funky Divas, was, I mean, arguably your biggest. Um, take me into the creation of My Lovin', You're Never Gonna Get It. No, you're never gonna get it. Uh, everybody, can, it's, it's still an earworm. It's still in our heads. How is that possible? <laughs> I know, right? Well, I think that the, the thing that also made that a standout song, well, it, was, it had a great beat. It was funky. Denzel Foster and Thomas McElroy had you know they they just they had the winning combination in terms of being writer producers and um so they came up with this great song great you know lyrics and the initial uh breakdown breakdown of now it's time for a breakdown it was actually something else <laughs> so <laughs> we recorded this other thing it was it wasn't um uh, an acapella breakdown. It was like a, it was like a chant, like we were saying something, and I won't tell you what we were saying. But it was so. Come on. Lame. <laughs> what were you saying? So lame. No, I need <laughs> when to we listened back the next day, we were like, no, that that can't work. <laughs> so then Denzel Foster came up with the acapella breakdown, and it kind of had that that sort of 40s vibe, 1940s um, swing vibe to it. And when we sang it, we were like, okay, that's it. That, that's a keeper. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of radio stations thought it was a keeper too, man. Everybody, everybody played that. Um, and that, that same album, Funky Divas, also had "Free Your Mind." I, I feel I can't say that title. I, I want to feel like I got to shout it. <laughs> Free your mind. So, um, uh, I mean, that's almost like a call to action as much as it is a song. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we've always felt that, you know, as women, we had something to say. And our producers, thankfully, thank God we had men who were backing that up and, and encouraging it. And, you know, as black women, looking at what's going on in our culture uh, that's been going on forever, we felt like we wanted to translate that message. And, uh, and we were actually singing about 
personal experiences uh, with prejudice. So that's how that song came about. <laughs> Who came up with that opening line? Prejudice wrote a song about it. Like to hear it. Here it go. <laughs> well, I don't know if you remember um, in Living Color. Are you kidding me? Oh, we don't Do play you remember? <laughs> I can't remember. I, I forget the character's name. It was but David Allen. But it was, it was David, David Allen Greer. Calhoun Tubbs. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's, that's him. That's him. Well, you know how I used to say he used to uh, connect everything to that little that little saying. Wrote a song about it. Like, he wrote a song about it. Like here, here you go. Yeah, yeah, so anyway, yeah. Anyway, one day we were in the when we came to the studio and we were wrapping up the song. Our producer said, "What if we say prejudice? Wrote a song about it. Like here, here you go." And we're all characters anyway. We, we love caricatures and you know just being quirky and doing things differently. And so we were like, "Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it." So that's how that. <laughs> that's such a great story. I did, you know, I never even. I'm a huge fan of In Living Color, and of course, we all love your music. But I never, I don't know why, I never made the connection that that that's where that line came from. So thank you. Thank you for asking. You're the first person in 31 years to ask that question. <laughs> It'll probably be another 31 before someone else asks. You have to listen to this interview on the way to the airport at 5 a.m. to hear that. <laughs> um, cool. Continuing uh, chronologically, I gotta ask about what a man what a man uh salt and pepper off the runaway love album it was huge at the time but in hindsight to look back and realize that you had these two famous acts you know in vogue and salt and pepper on the same exact song that thing is so iconic talk about how exciting it was just to to work with salt and pepper i mean that i mean that is like a dream pairing right there yeah it was very exciting um he really loved salt and pepper and i don't think anybody was thinking before that song that there would be any way to get a, a female vocal group and a female rap group together on something. But someone in their camp reached out, I think it was Herbie Lumpo, reached out to our management team uh, and asked if we were interested in doing a song with Salt and Peppa. And of course, we were going to say yes. <laughs> we love <laughs> him. So it was very exciting working with them. We had a lot of fun. And yeah, and that's the history, I guess. <laughs> The rest is history. I mean, you are the one that that the famous refrain is. You're singing that famous refrain, right? Yeah. Yes, we are. Yes. Yeah. It was it was so much fun. It's a lot of girl power on the set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say. All right. Well, maybe time for one more song. Uh, this is this one. It's it's funny. We've we've named so many hits, so it seems weird to say that this next one might be the biggest, coolest, catchiest song, but it might be. Uh, Don't Let Go in 1996 uh, off of, I guess it was the EV3. Actually, I think it was on the Set It Off movie soundtrack as well. Um, I even remember my father coming in and being like, oh, you got to listen to this new song. And we're, you know, we're just this white family in like Maryland farmland. And when he comes in, you say, you got to hear this new song. So talk about what made that so catchy. Wow. That's cool. You know, it's it's such an anthem, too. Um, yeah. We loved it when we first heard it. We loved um, recording it with uh, Organized Noise. They were a great team, very talented. And we were so happy to have a song on the, the soundtrack of Set It Off. It was, it was a really great, iconic sound, which we didn't know at the time, but... It was. You know, uh, Don't Let Go, as Cindy mentioned, is an anthem. Uh, so many people, when we do start that song, there's no need for us to sing <laughs> because the audience <laughs> can take it over. And, um, and, and, you know, it's just, it's a beast all its own. 
Um, it's so dramatic. It's um, I love the way that we're able to have some really creative um, instrumental movement with it. Uh, the choreography by Frank Gatson, very powerful um, to share with the audience. So for me, it's, it's one of our most powerful songs that we perform in the set. And also, while I have you on, uh, how exciting was it to join the group? I guess, was it in 2003? I mean, what's it like stepping into, you know, a, they were a totally established, you know, world famous group. How welcoming were they? Or you have your sisters on here. I mean, embarrass them with kindness of how great they <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, that's, I love that. <laughs> embarrass them with kindness. <laughs> I like that. Right? That's you can different. see it. There's your next song, Ty. There you go. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. That is actually, you know, you've been it, doing it really such a is. great interview. Um, yeah. I think your energy, your questions, um, yeah. you know, the, the details surrounding how you're digging into uh, the background of this band, I think it's really cool. Oh, um, thank you. That energy is literally, it's just coffee talking. <laughs> Okay. Shout out to the coffee. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to the coffee. <laughs> this has been brought when to you I, by K Cup. <laughs> when I, I um it. came on board back in the day, I, I'm really um you know it definitely surprised me. Um, because I wasn't anticipating being in a group. I always had uh, aspirations of being a solo artist. But when I did get an opportunity to meet Denzel Foster, uh, one of the um, founders of the group, and um, he thought enough of me and my work at that point to introduce me to them, uh, it, it became a thought that I entertained, of course. But going up to um, the Bay and meeting Cindy and Terry, it just clicked. It, there wasn't, um, for me, much of a moment of even feeling uncomfortable or like this is going to be weird. I don't, I don't remember uh, having any other feelings other than stepping in there being a down to earth energy for me to relate to immediately. They were very um, open armed and welcoming. I think that their huge respect for um, Denny and Tommy's uh, musical ability and ear and um, guidance when it comes to what this band or brand is all about, uh, they trust. And I think that's really awesome because you can see it in the longevity of their relationship and, you know, how these relationships are still close after all these years. So I, um, I feel like I just walked into the most welcoming energy. And ever since then, it's pretty much been the same thing. We've been able to build this beautiful bond. And it's been my pleasure and honor to do what I can to keep this brand grow uh, going and growing. For sure. Well, that down yes. to, same down-to-earth energy you can hear in this interview. I really, really appreciate everybody joining us. But before we run, I do want to yeah. ask about, I mean, we've covered, you know, the, the music career up and down. But um, you mentioned In Living Color earlier. You actually, and Vogue actually has appeared in a couple things on screen. You were able to pivot into into TV and movies. And uh, what was it like doing the, what was it, Batman Forever? You, yeah. Any fun <laughs> stories of, you know, be, being on set with Val Kilmer or Jim Carrey or anything, any good stories with that? Um, well, we were, we're always happy to be on screen because all of us do love acting. Um, but you know, I, I will, that, the, the Batman Forever, it was cool, but it was just, it was such a short little cameo. But being on In Living Color to me, um, was great. Just being there with the cast, very talented cast, um, and, um, and just laughing. They were all so funny. Um, that's a great memory. And to be, um, you know, in a scene with Jamie Foxx, a very talented Jamie Foxx. But also to see the young Jim Carrey, who, who's just a phenomenal entertainer and actor, 
and really the whole cast. They, they were all very, very talented. So yeah, we had a lot of fun, and we were very honored to be on that show. We did a Christmas movie uh, with the three of us, Terry and myself and Rona. And David um, Allen Greer. Yep, and David Allen Greer. That's right. And that's right. Um, on Lifetime in 2015, I think. What was it yep. called? It was called... Um, an info Christmas. Oh, well, there you go. Hey, what, I, I probably could have guessed that. <laughs> we did an Invoke Christmas special. Oh, what was it called? Invoke Christmas. Yes. <laughs> we were cracking up so hard with David Allen. Oh, there are so many great, scenes where we had to force ourselves not to laugh. Yeah, I mean, that's it's it's. I, I had no idea we'd be talking in living color so much during this interview, but it's so true. Like, yeah, if there's any young young ones listening out here, please go back and watch it. I mean, everyone talks about <laughs> SNL and everything else and Chappelle Show, of course, but in living color, oh my God, it's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah, the way yeah, it's hilarious. And, Jim Car- yeah. I mean, yeah, you mentioned Jim Carrey with, uh, what was it, Fire Marshal Bill? Let me tell oh you Oh, my something. God, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It is Classics. just cracking up. And then, I guess, most recently yeah. on that front, uh, Eddie, you were with Eddie Murphy. Didn't you do the Coming to America sequel, too? Yes, yes, it did. Um, and, that was really um, awesome. And that was really awesome, too, for us. It was such, you know, to be invited to come back for such an iconic film, part two. It was amazing being on the set. The set design was just awesome, the wardrobe, and then and to see the, the cast members there that day and we saw, it was, um, it was a dream come through, and so we're really yeah. proud to have been invited to be a part of that movie as well. And to re-record What a Man and, you know, the new version, What a King. <laughs> <laughs> what a king, what a king. Uh, right. <laughs> awesome. Well, you guys have been more than generous with your time. I really, really appreciate it. It was a really fun interview. Uh, anything else uh, we should know about the, the Birchmere show before we run? You know, why, why should our listeners come on out to that show? If they, they should come it? on out because we need to have a good night of entertainment. They need yep. to come on out and party and sing along. And they've just been, you know, locked up for far too long. And <laughs> we need to see them and they need to see us. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> And we're going to be performing all of our hits, hits from the 90s, and we're going to bring it to the present time. All the way we're going to be to our Electric Cafe album. Yeah, some songs from Electric Cafe. Yes, Electric Cafe was what, uh, 20, what year did 18, that come out? 18. 2018. 2018, yeah. It, it feels, you know, it's, I call it the before times. Before the pandemic feels like 20 years ago. <laughs> it's so bizarre to me. But, yeah, 20, it was only three years ago. So, right. Um, yeah, well, thank you so much for making time for WTOP at this early, early hour. Uh, thank you. Go catch a nap on the way to the airport. I'm on coffee, oh, now, yeah. so I'm up. But you guys should go back to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm playing. Maybe, maybe we'll yeah, exactly. I hope so. There's no turbulence. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you so much. In vogue, uh, coming to the Birch Mirror. Uh, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. We appreciate it, Jason. Okay. Right. Peace. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.